0: Thanks for listening to Schlaer Evans On Demand, presented by Bath Fitter. Hey guys, if you drop the ball when it comes to your bath or shower remodel, Bath Fitter doesn't just fit your bath, they fit your budget and schedule. Bath Fitter will install a tub or shower in just one day. Bath Fitter's price guarantee is a slam dunk. Bath Fitter, it just fits.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. Time now for the DenverSports.com front page. Stop what you're doing and listen. Taking a look at the top stories in Denver sports taken from your online home for the best opinions and information on the Broncos, Nuggets, Avalanche, Rockies, and more. What in the name of Dan Issel? With today's DenverSports.com front page, here's Schlereth and Evans. Steve still- Here we go,
2: here we go. We start with Andrew Mason, our senior Bronco writer at denversports.com. His article today, details toning down social media and hating your rivals. Sean Payton said exactly what Broncos country needed to hear. There has not been, well, other than Vance Joseph, and he did not win his press conference. But we've seen plenty of coaches who've come through here, and they've won the opening day press conference. Why
0: was this different? Because it's a guy who's had a ton of success in this league. It's a guy that knows how to win, that knows how to put it all together. And, and he's going to be demanding. It's about that. I mean, he's about that. He's not about that talk, man. He's about that action. Let's go put this thing together. And I'll tell you what, that's, one of the things that have been that's been missing. He knows what the standard is, and you're gonna get you're gonna get a great sense of of that standard when you come to training camp. It's gonna be different. You'll see it. It'll be visible. You'll be able to see it with your own eyes. The difference, the intensity, the way they work, the accountability factor, all those things. Not gonna be like when when somebody asks him a question. Oh, I wasn't paying attention to the defense today. I was just watching my offense. None of that. It wasn't. How, how do you look? Well, he looked tall. You know, we're not. That's not what we're going to get. And by the way, you screw something up in the media. you get a phone call from Sean. What do you mean you screw something up in the media? You report something that's not. Oh, OK. OK. You report something that's not accurate. You you say something that is just off. That's not real. Your, your personal phone will ring. It won't be. Somebody from the PR staff. It'll be Sean. He just educates you on what's going on. Right.
2: Accountability throughout. What's yeah. wrong with
0: that? Nothing. Love it. Nothing.
2: Yeah. As I was listening to him, this is this is why I I wanted an experienced head coach. This is this is why I wanted Peyton because everything I heard came from a place that said, "This is what I've done before. This is a track record. This right. worked for me. I know this works." I will bring this here. And it also comes from what I, what, what it leads you to, to do is be secure enough to come out on day one and say, yeah, I'm going to go on Fox this weekend when I'm doing my Super Bowl coverage and I'm picking the Eagles. Sure. Cause I don't want the Chiefs to win. I don't want anybody in our division to win. Not, not worried about, oh, am I going to upset anybody? Oh, I'm Nathaniel Hackett. I can't come out and say that this is a rivalry game because I might upset somebody. So I just come out and instead and say, well, we haven't been here that long. It can't really be a rivalry for us yet. Or Justin and says, they're all rivalry games. Mm-hmm. This, this, here's a guy who's secure enough. He knows what's real. And he knows that, yes, read the room. Understand this fan base is hungry. Understand this fan base is fed up. Understand this fan base hates losing to the Chiefs year after year. And so come out and say yes. It's a great day when the Chiefs lose. It's a great day when we win and everybody else in the division loses. Is that so hard? It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. Apparently it is. And he made it look very obvious and very easy yesterday. Uh, Writing at denversports.com with Sean Payton in charge, everything is set to change for the Broncos. Cecil Lammy writing about that, and I wrote down just some of the words and catchphrases and and things I heard yesterday uh, that that tells you that this is a guy who is going to be in charge. Maniacal with the details. Everything matters. Creating a culture. Saying his standards are intelligence, discipline, toughness, but then also following up by saying, hey, it's not for everyone. Couldn't couldn't wipe the smile off my face. Right. By the way, the reaction to this press conference was exactly what I thought. All the arguments against the hiring of Peyton that I fought against and wrote a column about disappeared yesterday. Everybody seemed to love. There was a lot of backtracking yesterday. A lot of Kool-Aid drinking yesterday. Welcome to the party, everybody.
0: Accountability is big. And I'll tell you the other thing that'll happen here that I don't think has happened. There will be a better global understanding of football from the players that play on this team. The understanding we talk about accountability, the understanding of running, you know, running a secondary route where you're not a primary. Where the spacing is pivotal to get open, to get the the primary open, and if you don't do it, and you're not sold out to it, there will be a consequence to that. As opposed to, hey, we just got to be better here. Hey, come on, guys. You know, I, I'm telling you, there will be there will be consequences. You want to do it? I'll get the next guy in to do it. I don't need you. There, there's a refreshing aspect to this game when everybody's held to that standard.
2: Listening to him yesterday, watching him talk, I got brought back to the days of Mike Shanahan, and and not Gary Kubiak. Get and understand where I'm going with this. Gary Kubiak was absolutely in charge. Everybody understood Kubiak was in charge, right? But Gary was did it in a much more understated way. Subtle, yeah. Very subtle. Whereas Mike, he wasn't bombastic at all. But there was, there, there was this edge about Mike that you always felt. Mm. There was that 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 kind of smoldering intensity that you always kind of felt. And I, I felt that yesterday listening to to Sean Payton, and and that that makes me feel good. And when you Hear him talk about maniacal about the details to the point where they're getting ready for the playoff game and those white towels that they put out on the uh, seats. He was like, I don't think these, these towels are big enough. Big enough. Right. Thick enough, right? I, I want better towels, right? It's all about the details. And you joke about how Mike, there was nothing. Sure. Mike Shanahan was in charge of everything, right down to the kind of coffee
0: you guys drank. I think it goes very much, uh, go, kind of goes very much back to what Brock was saying a little bit earlier. is... Tony Dungy had that that respect, that reverence, but there was an, a total accountability. So you didn't want to disappoint Tony. Where Gary had that, you don't want to disappoint Gary. Mike had more of a not that you didn't, you know, like not that you wanted to disappoint Mike. You didn't want to do that either, but there was more fear involved with mm-hmm. disappointing Mike. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> so you ain't
2: that. As, uh, I, and Cecil reminded me of a great comment uh, from, from Peyton. I wrote this one down. I forgot to mention it. The view never changes from the top, right? and that's where we're going. Right down to the pocket square he was wearing. Had it
0: set in a way that there was like a little arrow, a little point to it. Right. Going up. Going up. All the way. Details.
1: Whee!
2: At DenverSports.com. By booting out Wilson's quarterback coach, Peyton makes it clear he is the captain now. And writing about that is Will Peterson. Can I just say that I, I I love how everybody finds this refreshing, and I do too. But I found myself yesterday feeling a little sympathetic to Russell Wilson. He's been painted as this selfish, bullying. My way or the highway kind of villain in all of this. Uh I thought you made a great comment yesterday. I want to go back to it where you said, hey, as parents, we know that if you don't set boundaries for your kids, they're going to just keep taking more and more to test those boundaries, right? Right. Well, in Seattle, they let Russ start to have more. They kept acquiescing to Russ. And then the Broncos did it even more in facilitating the trade. And, yeah, he got more than he deserved, more than he needs. But this notion that he's so selfish that you have to take this stuff away from him and that he needs to be told this is the way it's going to be, otherwise you're gone, I don't think you're giving him enough credit. Or maybe I'm giving him too much credit. But I, I think he's somebody that he has to be embarrassed by what happened last year. I think he really does have his heart in the right place. Sometimes the way he goes about things is cringy, but I think his heart's in the right place, and I think he wants this. I think he's okay with this.
0: Well, I think, I know, think he wants yeah, to be coach. I, I think he you knows, and, and he knows now that he needs it. You know, it's kind of the give him enough rope, they'll hang themselves. Mm-hmm. Like the, you just gave him, you just gave him way too much leeway, and and put way too much of that responsibility on him, and. I, you know, I mean, as a kid, when you were pretending to, you know, you were pretending to be the quarterback and, you know, you were throwing the ball and catching it yourself and you were pretending that you were the champion quarterback at the, uh, you know, in the Super Bowl, you didn't say, hey, game's on the line. Evans drops back. Hey, hands it to, you know, the hey, running back. Right. No, right. you, you threw it right. to the star receiver. Three, two, one.
2: And he was fouled. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Said,
0: yeah. Right. You. You are. You didn't go three, two, one. He dishes it to somebody else <laughs> right. to shoot. Like that's no. what LeBron did growing up. Yeah. Like, what? Do yeah. some. Wow. But has he broken Kareem's oh, God, God please just watch it. Please. Oh my lord. LeBron did I tell you? Is? Did I tell you Saturday night? The Nuggets beat the Hawks, and. Like in in pretty spectacular fashion, I think it was one twenty eight to one oh eight, another triple double, all the stuff that went on, and I flip on Sports Center when I get home from Philadelphia, and watched an hour of Sports Center. They did Super Bowl stories, but LeBron was the lead. They went back to LeBron three or four times. They also went to the Mavs and the Kyrie trade. Never one time talked about the Nuggets. Triple double, and the fact that the Nuggets are leading the West. And oh, by the way, they beat an Atlanta team that's in the playoffs. I know. Never, ever one time came up on Sports Center. Look, until they're in the NBA Finals, they're not going to get the. Right. Let's introduce you to the, let's introduce you to the Denver Nuggets. Well, 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 they play in Mile High Stadium, yeah, you
2: know. Yeah. That kind of thing. It's like when the Rockies went to the World Series in 2007, or October, it was all of a sudden like ESPN looked up and said, "Oh shoot, the Rockies are in the World Series." Let's
0: introduce you to the Colorado Rockies. <laughs> we got to
2: do Rockies 101 for the nation.
0: Yeah. Th- this is who you'll they get, are. You'll get Nuggets 101. That's what it's going to be. That's, That's what, what it'll be. be. But you know what?
2: Great. I love it. And then go win the whole damn thing, and then they have no choice but to cover you and pay attention to you and give you all the attention that they don't want to, but they'll have no choice. Uh, last thought on Russell Wilson. There, there's, this, there's this perception, I think, out here that, that Russ is going to come in with a certain attitude and that uh, Peyton is going to be like, look, dude, it's not going to be this way. And if we're going to have to fight, we'll fight. Let's fight. I don't—Russ I don't... was glowing— in, in terms of talking about Peyton at the end of the season, Russ reportedly reached out to Peyton. Mm-hmm. Russ admires Drew Brees. You've yeah. said it yourself how much when he brought up to you the quarterback said he studies. He, he mentioned Brees by name. It's it's a insulated enough fraternity that I'm I'm very confident in saying Russell Wilson knows exactly who Sean Payton is and what Sean Payton. Believes in what Sean Payton allows, what Sean Payton doesn't allow. I'm sure he's very aware of what the setup was like in New Orleans with mm-hmm. Drew Brees and Sean Payton. I don't think that this is a surprise to him at all. I think he knew this was coming, and yet he still heartily endorsed Sean Payton. So again, I, I just I think it's been really easy to make Russ the villain in all of this. I just kind of want to stand up for him a little bit in that he, he understands this is
0: the way it needs to be. And I think he wants it at this stage of his career. I don't, listen, I don't doubt that. I don't doubt that. And again, um, you got all the things, you know, perceived, the the perception is you got all the things you wanted. And it was by far the worst season you have ever played. It's like it, it was as though you forgot how to play football. And I know, I know for myself, because I've gone through some some tough times playing where I didn't play well and dude it is you know Russ always puts on a happy face I didn't have the ability to put on the happy face when when things weren't going well but it's a miserable existence and I guarantee you it was embarrassing it, it regardless of me, you just got to keep believing and you got to keep it like all that stuff I'm sure behind believe closed and doors it, you, you shut the door and you cry yourself to sleep. Like, it's it's miserable. So, I'm with you. I am with you. Boy, Dick Montfort
2: is uh, having himself quite the offseason. In an article written by our buddy Patrick Saunders for the Denver Post, Dick Montfort condemned the idea of tanking. He said, quote, tanking worked for the Cubs, I think the Cubs really did do that, and the Astros. Kansas City, I don't know if they were trying to do that or if they were just bad for a long period of time. The problem is now Kansas City's not drawing anybody, right? If the Royals are on a rebuild, this is year eight of it. I don't see our fans wanting to come to the games and say we're going to suck for eight years. Yo, Dick, what what would you call what has gone on here for the last several years? (laughs) A lot of times, W. I,
1: Tonight I, it didn't happen. I'd say you've sucked.
0: How many, how many like legit good years? How many times have they been how many years are they in? Are they 27 years into their existence? No, 30. 30 years into right? their existence? Start in 93, right? Yeah, 93. You're right. Started ninety-three. How many how many playoff seasons have they had? Oh boy. Uh well, you had the one wild card year early.
2: You had October. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had the Jim Tracy year, went to the playoffs, and then you had a couple wild card years, right?
0: So, so my, like, five, like five times, five times in thirty years, yeah. Wow!
2: But, what he conveniently leaves out is that the Royals won a World Series and went to another. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> it I think it worked out pretty good for, for the Royals. But here's here's the here's the comment. Here's the comment that tells you everything you know, and it only supports 100% the point I've been making for over a decade about the way Dick Monfort runs things. He said, when he said um, the quote, I want to make sure I have it here. Yeah. I don't see our fans wanting to come to the games right there. Mm -hmm. He doesn't want to ever come out and acknowledge tanking because that might Actually, kill the Golden Goose. I know. The Golden Goose looks like it can't be killed. Right. Because fans keep coming out three million plus strong to the ballpark. But the one thing you, and that's why when he said the other day, oh, I think we could be 500. Because as long as you continue to build the illusion of even mediocrity, you're still kind of in it. Right. And you're still sending the message, we think we can compete. We're working toward it. Come out to the ballpark. Yeah, we're working toward come it. Come out to the ballpark because the ballpark is the star over there, not the team. So the ballpark, the draw, is the, is is the is the star there. Mm. So you can't come out and admit you're tanking because that actually might kill the golden goose, and we can't have that over there. Even though there are plenty of examples, he even acknowledged them of teams that tanked, and it worked out. The Astros, over what, a three-year period, lost... Over three hundred games, they just they just kept accumulating draft picks and mm-hmm. salary cap room. And look at them now. How'd that yeah, work out? Their all, dynasty,
0: right? All it, it would also require that you you actually draft and you actually develop your players, and that's yeah, that's part of it. There's only two things inconceivable that will stop the golden goose from laying the golden eggs, Mike. One is tanking. The other is serving Perina. Chicken chow to it. Have you seen? <laughs> you seen the, all the reports about your the Purina and and the eggs? The, the chicken's not laying eggs anymore. Big conspiracy going on. Big conspiracy. Big egg huge. conspiracy out there. It's yeah, huge. Huge it's, age. Consp- it's huge. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. yeah. So there's that.
1: Ah, <sighs> Dick Montfort.
0: We
2: deserve so much better. We deserve so much better. Hey, come out to the park.
1: We're of gonna times, be competitive. W
2: Hey, we Tonight can't. It didn't can't do what the Royals did because no. look at them. They're not drawing. They're only drawing fifteen thousand people per game. Yeah, how am I going to sell beer? How am I going? Yeah, exactly. How am I going to how am I going to keep the ballpark
0: the star? Yeah,
2: if we're so bad that only fifteen thousand people are showing up,
0: we hit fifteen thousand people in the upper deck bar. <laughs> right. We have to create the
2: illusion that we're still in it. That we're in it to win it, so that you suckers will still keep coming out to the ballpark. All right. That's what's going on at uh, denversports.com, the denversports.com front page. A lot of great columns, always free to you, fresh content coming on down throughout the course of the day, getting your reaction to uh, what you have heard, what you heard yesterday from uh, Sean Payton. Here's one. This is kind of, this came into the idea that, uh, hey, maybe a little less on social media and just kind of keep your head down and go to work. Texture says, Hey, social media is a big part of 2023. The fans enjoy staying connected with the players. I want them to continue to be able
0: to share with us. I think there's, I think there are two things we're saying here. Or like what Sean Payton was saying is we don't have to prove on our social media feed that we're working hard. Just do the work. But hey man, if you've got a charity event or you're doing something or like I don't think there's anything wrong with that aspect of the social media feed. But I think when it comes to oh look at me, look at me, look how hard I'm working, look how hard I you know what people who really work hard don't do? They don't tell you how hard they're working. They just go get the work done. Right? Well like when you sit there it's it's the old Michael Jordan thing. I don't have to tell you how good I am. Everybody else is going to tell you how good I am. Oftentimes, I think that when you're really not working that hard, that's when you're posting, a, look how hard I'm working videos.
2: Here's one. Mike, you and all the staff at The Fan are the ones that painted Russ a villain. All you have to do is stop, and the narrative changes. Fat, selfish, aloof, tone-deaf, chubby, out-of-shape, diva, etc., Words matter. Love you guys, but the negative vibes bleeding out of my speakers is sometimes too much. Hey, look, I love the fact that you think we have so much power that we can sway at our whim. Broncos country. We could not have been as a station more optimistic, more upbeat, more... (laughs) This is a runaway train of optimism going down the tracks when it came to Russell Wilson Going into the season, and yet, and yet, all it took was the first home game for the booze to start coming down from the fans in the first half. All it came, all it it took was just a couple of weeks into the season before the fans were derisively chanting down the play clock.
0: It's a great call.
2: That was that, that was that was from you, the
0: fans. That wasn't driven right. by us. We were nothing but positive. Nothing but positive until the play spoke otherwise and then when the play was bad and the tone deafness of the social media posts continued on then it was like okay this is this is this is not good and i don't have there is not one thing that i said over the course of this season in regards to russ and the way he played that I would take back, that I think I was out of bounds, that I think I was out of line. Not, not... Nary a won, Mike, because he was awful. Awful. And he continued to, you know, post pictures of himself walking into the stadium, all geeked out and gucci. Here I go to the game in my Rolls Royce, you know, like, just... Stop, stop, and start playing well. Yeah. By the way, we were not the ones that led
2: his contemporaries from all around the NFL world to come out and, and criticize him. Right, his former teammates, his former teammates, and uh, guys, guys making fun of his his cringe videos and things like. That. We weren't the ones doing that. Run the ball, yeah, right, Richard Sherman. That's right. Run the ball. Yeah. So then, hey, thank you for the power you think we possess. Right. And we do possess a lot of power and influence, but not to that length. Hey, the, the 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 Russ is the villain or the anti-Russ sentiment, that that was out there long before we started
0: really hammering it home. By the way, Textures writes in, it's Case Keenum, Mike, not Keesum. Mike knows that. Yeah, I know that. Yeah. John Elway called him. Ooh. Case Keenum. Case. Keesum. Keesum. Yeah. Okay? It's, it was a you know, little play on, a little shot. Yes. I know it's Case Keenum. Yeah. It was
2: he a little knows, shot. He knows what it's like to be a franchise quarterback. Case Keenum. Mm-hmm. Wrote a book while he was still an NFL quarterback. Yeah. <laughs>
0: How'd that work out? Yeah, how did that it, it, work it, out? It did not work out. It did not work out well.
2: Uh, Russ needs to shut his bleeping mouth and just play football. And said the guy did not write bleeping. So, yes, and uh, I think Russ understands that. And Russ has gotten that message. And I think you'll uh, hear and see a lot less of uh, Russ this offseason than we did last season. Let's ride. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think we're going to hear any let's rides uh, throughout the course of the offseason. the for sure. I, I am curious. What, one question I, I would love to get your thoughts on, because so much was made of how training camp was run. Mm. It became the thing, right? I'm right. curious, based on your experience with Sean Payton, what can we expect there? You'll answer that Coming up next.
0: When the day is done, the game is over, and you need a break from all the stress. Relax in your tub or shower from Bath Fitter. Bath Fitter will fit your budget with a price match guarantee. No money down, no payments for up to five years. Get the ball rolling. Visit bathfitter.com today.
1: You're going to need a bigger push. It's time for Schlereth and Evans' big story of the day. please funny, yourself you're so... You're so. Big. Here's Shlareth and Evans with this morning's biggest story in Denver sports. Big mistake, Big cute. So the
2: first order of business for us and you, the great uh, listeners of this program, is we need a Sean Payton song. Because as you know, whenever we talk about, whenever we hear from our coaches, they all have their own songs. And huh, you remember what we did in the ill-advised path we went down? With Nathaniel Hackett, right? I, although, I, to your to your credit as listeners, boy, did you nail this guy properly to the point where it became a joke, and it's one of the reasons why he had to go, but uh, this is what we we had for Nathaniel Hackett whenever he spoke.
1: Everything is awesome. <laughs> Everything is
2: cool. And we're anyway, but we also know that was Russ. Fever, that was Russ. Now, remember, we had pure, we had, we had two True energy. Yes.
0: yeah now that that was hack it. that was hacking hack it Mmm. It. it's a good one pure energy oh my gosh. Yay football really 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 was working there for a while <laughs> out of their uh, five wins he got four of them <laughs> hey let's let's not
2: rewrite history we were all on board with it we were we were yeah. enjoying oh, yeah. the enthusiasm we were enjoying the excitement yeah it was we were enjoying yay football it was good for uh, a minute. So, we need a Sean Payton song. So, yes, we're getting we some do. good ones all of a sudden. All right. All, all, right off the bat. We've got a uh, little less talk, a lot more action. Mm-hmm. Do we mm-hmm. go with the Elvis version or the Toby Keith version?
0: Oh, I think you got to go, with
2: the, El- gotta go with, the with the Elvis version. you
0: got to go with the original version. Okay. We've got uh, Taking Care of Business. Oh, Bachman Turner Overdrive. BTO, we, they call it. We have uh,
2: Enter Sandman. Yeah.
0: Metallica, the closer. The closer.
2: Uh, We have Thunderstruck by ACDC because that's what's in store for Bronco players. They're going to get a little Thunderstruck. Yes.
0: (laughs) I like that. I like
2: that. Uh, For Sean Payton, who is back coaching after being out a year, back in the saddle. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Aerosmith there. Yeah. So here's what we're doing today. We're using today to get your suggestions. And then we'll kind of pare it down a little bit to maybe five or six finalists, and we'll let you vote on it tomorrow. I think that's a great idea. Okay. It's a great so idea. So if you have an idea for a song different from the ones that we just mentioned, hit us up on the Ramoslaw.com text line 303-713-1043, and we'll uh, take that under advisement. Here's one from Nate. Uh Mikey, too negative towards Russ? you got to be kidding me. All I hear is unnecessary, undeserved praise for Russ. I can't stand him and can't stand listening to you give him any
0: excuse. Get rid of the bum. Wow. Well, he's not going anywhere because you paid him. So now it's about getting him to play at a level that um, he played at for uh, nine years where he went to nine Pro Bowls. So I think that um, that really is – that. that's the task at hand – For Sean Payton and the staff that he puts together. Getting the best out of Russ and winning. Do you think Russ was just paying lip service to
2: you when he would do a meeting with you prior to a game that you were working? When he would say, I don't really care about the stats, but I want to go down as the greatest winner in NFL history. Do you believe that that was just talk?
0: Or do you think he truly... Believes that. Yeah. I wants think that. Right. I think that that probably is, you know, you know, the old, the, how they put those memes out on social media, how it began, how it's going. Yeah, I think, right. 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 I think it began with that greatest winner. And then as you became a winner and you got all the accolades. Then you wanted to be a great winner, but you wanted it to be not because the defense or not because you run the ball really well or not because you just manage the game. You wanted some MVP caliber votes, and he's never gotten a, a vote for the MVP of the league. So I think some of those things, you still want to be a great winner, but I think you want to be the reason. And so you... you you still have the, the root or the base or the, yeah, you, the, the base of the building you're building is the foundation is I want to be a great winner. But as you start building it, you're like, well, but I really want 12 bathrooms and I really want, you know, I want the accolades. I want to be the reason I want to be a hey, drew breeze from the pocket. I want to, I want that stuff talked about. And you, you, you lose kind of a little bit of the focus, but I think you and I've brought this up before. You, you talk about the influence. You also
2: mentioned, you know, Tom Brady, and I. I've told you this before. He was at the Super Bowl that Brady won with the Bucs. correct? And I think he was there accepting the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award, but he was he was at the game, and I remember them showing him at one point watching Brady. And there was a look on his face, and this was even before he was. He was, he was still solidly with Seattle. Yeah, but I, I remember it when it became apparent he was coming here, and I remember that look on his face, and it was a look that that said to me, "Wow, look at the look at the control, look at the power, look at the influence right. that Brady was able to command and get in Tampa. He got to have his personal coach. Remember." Tom Brady was the first one to have the personal coach in the building, on the sideline, on the team playing, and Bill Belichick originally went along with it, and then it got to the point where Belichick felt it was such a distraction, Right, he kicked the guy out, was Alex Guerrero was the guy's name, Yeah, and that started to lead to the breakup between Brady and Belichick, but... And then he goes to Tampa, and look at all the power that Tom got, right? He got to bring his own people. He got to play general manager. He got to change the, the playbook. I think Russ saw all that happening for Tom and said, hey, I want that. I deserve that. And they gave it to him.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: They gave it to him in Seattle. They gave it to him here. Okay. who Who out there... Listening, if you were approached in a way at your work or by somebody else who is recruiting you that said, hey, you can have this, you can have that. What do you want? Hey, do you want this? Or, hey, can I have this? Sure, you can have this. Who wouldn't start to push right? and want more and more and more? Doesn't mean that's who you totally are. And if all of a sudden it's told, hey, look, not enough, we're, we're
0: walking this back, you'd probably be like, all right, I'm okay with that. I'm not gonna pitch a fit over it. Yeah, but I, I think the difference the difference is is Tom Brady wants that because that's gonna help him win a championship. Maybe I'm sure Russ thought the same thing. Well, I don't know. I don't know what, what Russ thought, but I will say this. One of the differences and one of the things that makes Tom Brady the greatest of all time at the quarterback position is he's a master of the mundane. if the first reading of the progression is to throw the flat and it's going to get you six yards, he'll throw the flat 100 out of 100 times. It's open, take it. And that's not necessarily sexy. That doesn't necessarily get you praised for being great. And that's you know, the difference between Brady and a lot of other quarterbacks. He's not bypassing that to do something special so like you talked about on sports center. That'll take care of itself. But I think that's where the motivation came. I'm 100% sure of that.
2: He saw it. That looks cool. I'd like that mm. and I want it for the right
0: reasons, okay? Ooh, no more Mr. Nice Guy by Alice Cooper. Ooh, that's a good Ooh. one. Good one. No, Write it down. Nice. Guy. Write it down. Well, okay.
2: We'll uh, continue to take your suggestions and also Uh, As we look at uh, the influence that Sean Payton is going to bring to the Broncos, who is
1: he influenced by? That's next. Reacting to the news of Sean Payton's hiring and looking ahead to Philly and KC, Twin Peaks presents Schlereth and Evans. As I
2: was listening to... Sean Payton talk yesterday. I, I found myself saying, "Okay, yeah, that's what that's what Sting's talked about." You've 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 done a nice job over the last few weeks of of painting a really good picture of of who Sean Payton is, how he conducts business, mm-hmm. how he demands accountability, how there's a certain fear factor with him, but how he also really does go the extra mile for for his for his players. And I thought this was best summed up as he, uh, he talked about what he did for his players so they could celebrate wins. If we're maniacal with the details on the field, then we have to be that way in every other element. The training room, the weight room, how we approach ticket sales, everything matters. They're like You can't just say, oh, it's only this that's important right everything matters and so how we traveled how we celebrated in the locker room we, we bought a thirty thousand dollar stereo system club dub and we felt it was important especially on the road that everyone that could possibly hear our locker room celebrating like what is going on in there and that is creating culture and so with the right people with the details um, i could go on and on we've got a, a ton of different stories he did, and I, like when he called right away, I thought, "Man, I'm the last person that needs to get in trouble with the league." So- yeah, he's he's going to coach you hard. He's going to demand a lot. Uh, he's going to make you uneasy. You may even fear him, but he does also care about his players, and so you can you can. And, and I I I go back to listening to Peyton yesterday, and how I I felt like for the first time I heard Mike Shanahan, mm. and. But you'll you'll be the first to tell you. Mike Mike cared about you guys. Oh sure, and yeah. he would do. He made it a point, along with Pat Boone, Mr. Mm-hmm. B. What whatever these guys need, whatever they need to be able to to train at the highest level, to be able to compete at the highest level, to be able to be fed at the highest level, anything that you guys needed, uh, Mike made sure you
0: had. Yeah. From right from the standpoint where when I left Washington, we always had a roommate on the road. Got here to Denver, Mike's first year, and he demanded that, you know, to Mr. Bowling said, every guy needs their own room. I can't have one dude snoring and keeping the other guy up. Like every, every guy's got his own routine. He needs to have his own room. So it's that attention to that detail, like Sean Payton said, like, You can't just tell me things matter here, 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 but over here we're okay. We can cut the corners. It's not how it works. It's not how it works. So, yeah, like the club dub, we get a W, man. We're gonna we're gonna celebrate it, man. We're gonna have some fun in this locker room. And ultimately, the game has got to be. It's got to be fun. It's so hard, both from a coaching standpoint and a player standpoint. It's really hard. It better be fun. Better be fun. So now that you heard what you
2: heard, mm-hmm. everybody agrees. Sean Payton crushed the press conference yesterday. Everything sounded great, and there is a lot of optimism. But what what does that what does that mean? What what are the expectations for this year? What should be the expectations? Is this something where the turnaround is going to be felt immediately? or is this going to take some time?
0: Oh no, I think you're gonna, I, I think you're going to feel the turnaround immediately. Now, does that equate to wins and losses like how does that equate to wins and losses? I think you'll see the turnaround immediately and ultimately, and Sean references, you saw a little change at the end of the season when Bear took over. Changing philosophical approach, changing the way they run the ball, changing the way Russell gets on the edge, changing the offense, more accountability, and what did it lead to? A one-on-one record and a tight game against the Chiefs and a, and a win over the Chargers. So you can't tell me that it's not going to have an effect on wins and losses. Like Sean said, do I want to make predictions? Probably not. But come on. You don't think instantly you're talking about a team that is going to be quite a bit better record-wise? Well, what does that mean? Quantify it. Like, I don't like to get into predictions. (laughs) I'm just going to let our play stand for itself. I'm not going to make a bunch of videos of myself working out. Even though I'm in incredible shape. Uh-huh. Not going to, you know, do a bunch of shirtless underpants modeling photos like Brady. Unless, of course, he's traveling with me during the well,
1: season. He has said uh, he's
2: I not going to do TV next year. He wants, uh, uh, if he's going to do it, he wants to do it right. So he wants kind of like a year apprenticeship. So any truth to the rumor that he's just going to be shadowing you and following you and traveling with you and rooming with you throughout the course of the year next year to learn the ropes? Any truth of that? Do we start a, a rumor now?
0: We should start a rumor. Tom and I are going to be in right here in the tech center <laughs> in a condo. <laughs> Little bachelor pad. Yeah. Huh? Two bedroom. Two, yeah. I'll give him the big one. <laughs> yeah. You sure it's going to be two bedrooms? Maybe it's just one of those California Kings. (laughs) A little bit more room. And we are just going to be... But you're dodging the question. Yeah, we're just going to be grinding on film. You're dodging the question. Jeez. It's going to be grinding.
2: All NFL all the time. Take that as you will, people. They win five games last year. Bunch of games they lose. One score games. Come on now, Don. I'm not going to let you skate on this. They won five games last year. Lost a bunch of close games.
0: New coach, new approach, new culture. I will be surprised. I will be surprised. Last place schedule? If they're not competing for a wild card berth. Is that nine wins? Is that ten wins? I'll be surprised if that's not the case.
2: So the floor for you is nine wins? Yeah. Minimum. Nine and eight minimum? Yep. Okay. I can go there. Yeah. Why not? To make the jump from five to nine?
0: It should be easy. I'm not easy, but you know what I'm saying, Mm -hmm. relatively speaking. Mm -hmm. Because you're going to have an adult. The other thing you're going to have is you're going to have experienced coaches that when things aren't working, instantly understand, hey, this isn't working right now. We've got to go to this. We've got to make these adjustments. And there's going to be respect for that coaching staff because they've been there, they've done that, they've won everywhere they've been. By the way, what's training camp going to be
2: like? That was such a huge deal. All the ex players, yeah, calling out the way that uh, Hackett ran the preseason and it'll,
0: ran the practices and the preseason games. It'll look. I mean, training camp is forever altered, right, from mm-hmm. what you remember. But there'll be a there will be a lot more. Um, of an intensity, an, an intense approach to getting your work done, if that makes sense. Be more what you're used to.
2: Good. Yeah. Broncos country was a great day yesterday. It was. I, I, I feel good for us, but I feel best for Broncos fans because for the first time, the first time since... Gary Kubiak walked out that door. I feel like you have an adult coach in this football team. And it'll make a difference. Huge difference. Huge difference. Huge. Good stuff. Okay. We've got the uh, Players Club coming your way Next.
0: When your team is in hot water and you need a break from the play-by-play, Bath Fitter can install your tub or shower in just one day. And just like a coach, Bath Fitter is in your corner offering a watertight, seamless wall. A design consultant will take accurate measurements of your tub or shower and recommend the products that fit your budget. Bath Fitter has special financing available with no money down and no interest for up to five years. Now that's a game changer. Visit bathfitter.com to book your in-home consultation. Bath Fitter, it just fits.